Anyway, Daniel, are you going to read uh, Red October with us or no? No, I'm going to go and look at the internet on my phone. <laughs> All right. That's Sounds what like I'm going to do. So you guys, right. you guys enjoy talking about this All right, this give book. me the good headphones then. <laughs> enjoy the cat. Oh, I'm much louder now. Yes. <laughs> She's gross. Oh, I'm in heaven now. You can have this chair. Too. I'm in ear heaven. Come on, Lucy. Let's go do nice. girl stuff. Hello, and welcome back to RTFB. This is Travis, and today Chris, other Chris, and I are resurfacing the USS RTFB with a brand new book, which, if you hadn't already guessed it, is The Hunt for Red October by Tom Clancy. See, because it's October now, and like the seven, the book is called Red October. So if we read the book in October, it's, it's really clever on our part. If this happens to be your first time listening in, hey, welcome. We're glad you're here. The basic thing we do on RTFB is we pick a book that has had a movie adaptation made, we read through the book together and discuss, then we watch the corresponding movie and discuss some more. It's fun, I promise. So with that refresher out of the way, let's dive back into my conversation with the Chris's already in progress. Gotta get open my notes. So new book, open right? notes. New book. There goes the cats. Okay. Notes. All right, so new book, new season. So we have to have our uh, group discussion. Okay. So my genius book, or genius idea, since I gather from the cover of this book that there's a submarine involved. <laughs> there is. Could you the survive Soviets? Could you survive living on a submarine? And what do you think would be the hardest part? Uh, I like to think that I could, but I've spoken with people who've been on them, and I have doubts about it now. I'd be like, this would be terrible. Uh-huh. Um, I think the worst part is, like, just, there's no real space that you can spread out to just kind of chill and relax. Right. Especially if you're not, like, a higher-ranking officer, don't have your own cabin. Like, you just got, like, people, like, right on top of you. Right. So even though you can, like, climb in your bunk and shit, like, there's just really no way, there's just not enough room where you can get away from people. So I, I think, think that would get, after a few months, you'd be like, fuck you, man, get out of my face. <laughs> well, I think I think they even, like, hot swap bunks, too. I've so heard that. Like, as, soon as, as soon as you wake up, somebody else goes to sleep where you were. Oh, right. No. Which is even weirder. Yeah. So. No, thank you. <laughs> like I said, it sounds like a fun idea, but I don't really think I want to do it. Okay. Yeah, if there was if there was such a thing as like a luxury submarine, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. If there was if there was room. something like uh, like the Nautilus from like twenty thousand yeah. leagues oh, under the sea, yeah. that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But like a like a military submarine, uh, probably not. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No. Especially like if I've learned anything from this uh pandemic, it's that uh uh I I really don't like being confined. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think a lot of people agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine that like uh, that would be a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, see, the confinement, I think I'd be okay with. It'd be the not uh-huh. being able to get away from people. Yeah. Because, uh-huh. like, I already have problems in my own house when I'm, like, in my bed, and uh-huh. then the kid comes in and is listening to his iPad. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, <let's, laughs> leave the room. Stop. Like, I need, I need some time. Right. Plus, I don't know how I'd uh, deal with all of the masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's you just got to tune it out. Yeah, like, yeah. You just I'm, gotta tune it out. I did have roommates in college, so I've got some practice, yeah. but <laughs> it wasn't nearly not nearly ever as personal as I guess it would be on a Yeah. Plus, like showers. I forget about that. Yeah. Can't really shower, as far as I know. At least not very I think long. Some of them you can, but yeah, it's difficult. If yeah. You can. Yeah. I don't like the cats coming in when I shower either. So again, like... Do they stare at you? <laughs> they do. Like, Lucy will jump up right on the thing and try to get in the shower. Just watch you? Yeah. yeah. Gypsy yeah. doesn't do that, but... Brady's cat, Zoe, like, likes water. So, like, she'll see if... Like, I t- if I took a bath, mm-hmm. she would want to be in there with me so she could sit on the edge and dip her tail in the water. And other times she's like, I want to watch you. I'm like, no, I don't let cats watch me. Sorry. No, sorry. No cats. No cats. No, no staring cats. at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so I, I don't like when cats do it. I can't imagine when other seamen would do it. Right. You know, it would not be good for me. No, like I didn't shower in high school gyms for that kind of reason, so. No. No, or on campouts. there. Yeah. <laughs> Why shower? There's a perfectly good lake you're already swimming in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're clean enough. Speaking of Giardia, like... <laughs> Our cape showers are always freezing cold, too. Like I just, Oh, man. Yeah, and with spider. They're always got spiders in them. There's always one, yeah, like in the corner. Just waking at you. <laughs> as soon as your boy yeah. flesh is exposed, I'm going to strike. <laughs> So, <laughs> yep, exactly. All right. <laughs> so, Sorry, Navy people who know better. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a reason why you get extra pay to be on a submarine. Yes, yes, there is. <laughs> and unless it could be your own personal subway submarine, probably no. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, also, I'm definitely okay you... with letting the people who really want to do that continue to do it. Give them yeah. special pay, whatever it takes. Yeah. So none of the rest of us ever have to do it. Right. I don't know if this is related to anything at all, but uh, at one point, I had an interview with the Navy, so I thought mm-hmm. I might want to go into the Navy. Oh, yeah? And the recruiter guy was like, well, what do you want to do? You got really high scores or whatever. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, well, mm-hmm. you could do this, but then you'll never get to pilot your own ship. I'm like, that sounds great. <laughs> that's like, stress that's I don't need. Like, I would never want yep. to be in control of a big old ship. Certainly not a submarine. Right. No, I never wanted to. I thought about... You got farther along than I did. I used to, like, go, I'll talk to someone, and then never answer the phone. But (laughs) the last time I did that was when I was finishing grad school. Yeah. I still had enough time. I'm like, well, I'll I'll join the Navy after I'm licensed. Because they need people. They take social workers. Yeah. And I would just work in, like, the family mental health centers on a base. Right. Like, that'd be fine. I can't remember. As I'm a staff officer... Like, I'll never have a ship. And I'm like, yeah. that's fine. 
I'll still get some funky rank pins, but now I'm old. <laughs> now I'm a little too old because I haven't got licensed yet, and I have to be able to do it all before I'm 42. Uh-oh. So There's still time. I can still do it, but I don't know that I want to do the two years of shit to get licensed. No. And whatnot. But what I about Jag? That. You could do Jag. Eh. <laughs> nah. Eh. I'd just be a staff officer on base, just there doing some shit. Filing paperwork. <laughs> but not know. on a submarine. No. Social my dad was on, my dad did ships, though. He was a chief engineer. Yeah. And whatnot on diesel ships, which is the thing. They started phasing those out, I think, when he retired. Yeah. But... Not they nuclear mm. now? Or is that Some just are. the submarines? All the subs are, I think. But he didn't do that. My stepbrother's dad was a submariner, though. Hmm. But... Takes it like I said, it takes a special guy to go live under the ocean for like three months yeah. at a time with only guys. Yeah, it is only guys. Yeah, didn't they change that recently? Um, they're not gonna. As far as I know, they're not gonna co-ed the subs, but they did mm. put out a ship that was all women on a sub. Ah. Interesting. To test it out to see how that would work. Yeah, because sadly, it fine. the military has issues with with people sometimes, and they can't really. I don't yeah. think. I do kind of agree. I don't think confining men and women to under the ocean for three months is really going to work out well. Like, it could. I'm not saying it can't, but I understand why people are like, maybe not. Let's yeah. let's try it out with separate first and then see, go from there. Yeah. But... Well, well, did they, they check the reference? It, like, what happened in Sequest? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Were there any couplings on that? I don't... Oh, I yes. don't remember it very well. Oh, see? There yeah. must have been. Be there was a few. It wasn't usually the main officers. Yeah. But there was always a thing between Captain Bridger and Dr. Westphalen. And then, uh, as I recall, Lucas had some run-ins with some kids who would come on the board. Man. And, How uh, do you remember these characters? <laughs> because from this I was show? just watching season one again, like a couple weeks ago on Peacock. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I actually saw an article that, like, Watch one of these this highly underrated, actually kind of okay sci-fi show from the nineties. I'm like, ooh, what is it? They're like Sequest. I'm like, yes, I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I think we watched this the pilot because they're like, this is going to be sort of like it. Star Trek, just under the water. Yeah. And I was like, this is stupid. That's what they're going for. Was, <laughs> NBC wanted their own Star Trek, and they couldn't yeah. have one. They, I watched the whole are. show when it aired. I loved Sequest. They, they had that talking dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere I still have my action figures from that, including Darwin, the talking dolphin. <laughs> he was hard to find. It took me like a whole year to find him. Well, I'm sure he was the oh fan favorite. He was. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, I don't know. I think this will be a fun read, too, just because Navy stuff of the 80s. That's how I came yeah. about. Navy in the 80s, so. <laughs> Most of my parents were Those were your two origins. Navy and 80s. <laughs> without either of the na- without either the navy or the 80s i would not exist <laughs> so we owe them a great debt yep we do <laughs> um so have either of you read much tom clancy no no i've not read any no me neither it always seemed like a super boring <laughs> subject matter to me i've i've heard that they're uh really well researched Yes, and that they're like as accurate as they can be right. without uh, like giving away secrets. Right. Yeah. Like we will learn some actual valuable information about submarines and stuff. Yeah. Like I've heard that too, other navy topics, but I always assumed it was to its detriment. Like be like almost clinical. I would describe all the military detail, yeah. but this it is only be. an assumption. 
that I yeah, made. Yeah, we'll see what like, happens. Apparently, yeah. this is why the military folks really like Tom Clancy is because of that. Yeah. Whereas others like Robert Mitchner, he wrote big, long technical things too. But that was usually about like cultures and places, and some people loved his books, and other people didn't because of that. So I imagine it's similar here. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I don't know if my dad ever read. My mom didn't read Tom Clancy. She liked Clive Cussler instead. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. She read a lot of Clive Cussler, and of course she liked Jag yeah. back in the 90s, like every well, mom. Um, <laughs> well, here was a surprise to me. Tom Clancy is mm-hmm. dead. Yes, he is. He's super dead, guys. I read, I read the Wikipedia about it. I forgot it. Did he die in like 2013 or something? He did. At the age yeah. of 66. I'm like, what the yeah. hell? When did that happen? I know. I'm like, you weren't even that old yet, Tom. I must, but... I must have completely missed it, but... Here's some stuff I, I learned just... about Tom uh-huh. Clancy from Wikipedia. Born, raised, and died in Baltimore. Yep. Mm. He was uh, Tom Leo Clancy Jr. His dad, Tom Clancy Sr., worked for the United States Postal Service. Oh, cool. Uh, right. He himself was a Boy Scout and went to private Catholic school Loyola and Sounds also like to e. Loyola High School. Yep. He tried the ROTC, but they said, nope, your eyesight is too bad, so sorry, bud. Mm. Uh, also, he's published like a billion things. Yes. Which were either actually written by him or ghostwritten using his name. Yep. Uh, something like 20, no, 19 books with his name were written while he was alive, and they're still, you know, using his name for shit, so. Yeah, I think there's a new Tom Clancy Rainbow Six coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so also like so. video games, right? Yeah. I didn't realize just, Rainbow Six, the book, was also written with the video game in mind. I didn't either. But apparently so. Like, Rainbow Six Jack is Ryan, his, Cell. his character. Jack, yeah, that's what we're reading, Jack right? Ryan Jack Ryan is, yeah. That's the guy. Yeah, because I like that show that's on Amazon. I have not watched it. With him, and John Krasinski plays Jack Ryan in that show. That's actually yeah. pretty good. And that Michael B. Jordan movie, he's playing his other character that just that came out earlier this year. Sean something? I don't know. Mm. I got another. That's Tom Clancy. There's even a Hunt for Red October video game on the NES. I heard it's shitty. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) Really is. I heard it's (laughs) craptastic. I was surprised at how hard it was to find copies of this book. Yeah, me too. What the hell? Like, I would thought it'd be stock standard on the bookshelf at Barnes & Noble. Right. Like all the others, because they had like all of his other books. They even had the... Other one that they consider part of this same arc with the Russian theme that was there, but not Hunt for Red October. Yeah, yeah. Like I was amazed, and outside of the, I'm glad you turned me on to the check out the used copies on Amazon. Yeah, because that's the only way I found one. Like the only advertised paperback was like forty dollars. Jeez. I'm like, why is this so hard to find? Like, yeah. <laughs> why is this one I feel not like, like we on must the have bookshelf? just missed a cycle on it? Because maybe something. Yeah. Like other Chris said, I expected there'd be like eight copies on any used bookstore shelf. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe people bought it up. Like, it wasn't expensive at all. Like, I picked it up for eight bucks. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what the hell? Where's <laughs> where's all the copies in the world? Are they all on I, Amazon now? Like, I I did find it for like two ninety nine, and there were two copies in the uh, used bookstore. Perfect. But like, it's it's kind of strange to me that it would be out of print, even. Yeah, I know. Like, none of his other shits out of print, really. Like, I'm like, why is this one so hard? I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it's due to COVID. Maybe China bought them all or something for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to practice their English in school. Hunt for an October. Who knows? 
Maybe. It's got maybe some communist themes that could fit in there. Maybe the used bookstores had a, like a Fifty Shades of Grey moment. We're like, we can't have more used copies of this. Just burn them. And throw them in. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. Burn Honestly, them. that could be. But, uh, so some things I learned about this book. Um, it was published in 1984. Like my wife. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. It was originally sold for $5,000 to the Naval Institute Press in Annapolis, and this was their first ever published work of fiction. Wow. Yeah. Like usually they publish like technical books and yeah. things about Navy stuff. Yeah, and the copy I have is from that Yeah, mine too. Press. From their press. Um, Tom Clancy was quoted as saying, like, well, I hoped I'd sell like 5,000 copies, but... <laughs> it did. Per Wikipedia, it sold something like... Uh, 37,000 copies in hardback and yeah. 4.3 million in paper. So, pretty wow. good. Boy, how did it pretty sell? Pretty good. I'd give him like a exceeds expectations. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, that strong sale was helped in no small part by an endorsement from Ronald Reagan himself. Who got it as a Christmas Reagan. gift and was like, this book, guys, pretty this good. This one was good. It's pretty good. It's like, if you love America like I do, you should read it. <laughs> yep. What were we talking about, Nancy? <laughs> oh, oh, no. He took it too dark. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I did. Sorry, ghost of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Don't agree with your policies. He doesn't remember all better. Like, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, he helped Americans feel better, President Reagan. That's, that's good. Yes. Well, that's the whole thing, is it seems like this book... Is firmly rooted in Cold War understandings of, like Russia, yeah. and the threat it might pose, and like American excellence with a trademark on it, like right. Uh, so it makes sense that Ronald Reagan would like way. come read this yeah. book. That it would. I can't imagine to, what it was like to live then and not no. be like babies and children that we were. Right. <laughs> to actually be concerned about these things. Yeah. So this not only was, of course, his first book, but it was the first Jack Ryan book. Out of, I mm. guess, there's nine now. Um, so I don't know anything about Jack Ryan. I don't watch that show. I've never seen any of these movies. Mm-hmm. But I kind of get the impression that he's like James Bond, but without the fun. A little bit. <laughs> little bit. It depends. Like, well, I don't know. So I've never, like I said, I've never read it, but I don't know the background of the older stuff. The show, he's young Jack Ryan, yeah. like getting established in the stuff, and... He's got a past because he was just, he was in war and things like that, but uh-huh. and he likes to have some fun, but it's not like James Bond level fun because he's not. a CIA. He's just CIA analyst, so yeah. he goes and does shit and kicks some ass, and that's about it. Yeah, but we'll see in the book. It might be a little different. As I recall from the movie, I think he's a family man in the movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I could be mistaken. I haven't seen it in a long time, so no idea. Yeah. Might be more of an established operative who does all sorts of shit. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I know at least one of the books is set before this, so... Yeah. That's all I got. At least one. Mm. Um, So the movie came out in 1990, Mm -hmm. uh, which seemed odd that it would be such a long layover, but apparently, uh, even though the book had been so popular, like anyone who tried... To write a script for like this story is too hard to understand. No one will go for it. <laughs> but uh, it uh, features Sean Connery as a Russian somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best Russian ever. 
Alec Baldwin as the first Jack Ryan. And like mm-hmm. we talked about, he'd also be played by Harrison Ford and Ben mm-hmm. Affleck and Jim from The Office. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won some Academy Awards for film and sound editing. Oh, cool. And it was the that. sixth highest grossing domestic film that year with a cool nice. $122 million. Mm. You hunt for Red October. So that was pretty good. They said it was like something like fifteen million the first weekend was like half its budget. So that's really good for nineteen ninety. Yeah. Pretty good. And what were the five other movies I should have looked up, but I didn't. Right. I was going <laughs> to uh, ask, Patriot but I Games, I knew better. <laughs> I think Clear and Present Danger, Some of All Fears. No, no, no. I'm sorry. This the five movies, other movies that came that ahead year. of it in the box. Oh, office. sorry. Let's see. Nineteen ninety box office. <laughs> when did Dances with Wolves come out? Is that 1990? Well, they talked about Dances with Wolves because originally they wanted Kevin Costner to do it, but he oh. was uh, engaged with that. So, I don't know if that worked out for him, but... Did at the time. Oh, it was we'll an see. insanely popular movie. Box Office yeah. Mojo disagrees. Box Office Mojo says the top six for 1990 were Ghost, Pretty okay. Woman, uh-huh. Home Alone. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Then The Hunt for Red October. Uh-huh. Then Total Recall. Whoa. But maybe this is just counting the Whoa. total, Memphis like domestic and foreign. Could be. Mm. Memphis Bell came out that year. That's a good one. Also Die Hard 2. And Dark Man. Oh, yeah. Back to the Future 3? Yeah. What? How did this do I better that. than that? I'm not to see that. Problem Child... Dances with Wolves was four or was seventeen. <laughs> that poor movie. Volcano. It's hard to it's hard to get uh, people to watch a three hour movie in the theater. Still, yeah, still that's true. It's easier to watch it at home. Oh, and the nineteen ninety classic Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> and Ernest goes to jail. Oh, and oh, Cry Baby came out that year. See, Damn, it's a great, great <laughs> a big year for movies. movies. Lord of the Flies. Quigley Down Under. <laughs> I'm so confused. That's a 1990 movie. Wait, oh wait, my wait. God. Hold on. Hold on a second. It has Back to the Future 3 as number 10. Yeah. And then Back to the Future 2 is 56. It was still in still theaters. Still in theaters. I gotcha. It was yeah. still playing. over. Yeah. Okay. Phew. That was that was a thing that happened back then. It wasn't that like <laughs> movies would just disappear from a theater after... Uh, Right. What, like three weeks? Yeah. Right. Christmas Vacation was still holding on. And uh, DuckTales the movie. So anyway. One of the Mm. best movies ever (laughs) that I don't remember. (laughs) But I know I saw it. Anyway. So yeah, there's research I should have done before. They talked a lot in the Wikipedia, at least, about the Navy allowing at least some of the filming to be on an actual Los Angeles-class submarine, which oh, cool. means absolutely nothing to me. That's pretty cool. But since that would be kind of cramped, most of the filming was actually done on soundstage, with replicas on gimbals, mm. which reportedly made Sean Connery very seasick. I bet. So, anyway. Um, I know I've tried to watch this movie in the past and failed. Have okay. you fallen asleep? I've successfully but... seen it. <laughs> yeah. You guys have seen it before? I've watched it uh, a long Since, time ago. I was, like I was saying, it was a long time ago. I think the last time I watched it was in high school. Is it super boring? <laughs> I don't, I don't remember my, it being it's boring. It's my fear going into this. Like, 
I liked it. I thought it was inter- interesting. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. It's it's I'm sure it's just me. Like this is <laughs> the kind of movie that I'm just like, uh, all right. <laughs> I remember being kind of suspenseful and uh-huh. you know, spy thrillery a bit. Yeah. A little okay. bit. It's different from that, but I remember kind of feeling having some of that feel to it, like, will they, won't they succeed, things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But and then you just enjoy Sean Connery pretending to be a Russian. Yeah. <laughs> like does, that's the the best part of the movie. Does he try an accent at all, or is it just no? no he speaks okay. Russian for a few minutes, and then he's just Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> if he didn't try a Spanish accent, then why would he try? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> why would he try Russian? Right. All right. Um, so, general expectations, gentlemen. It will be a fantastic Cold War thriller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And hopefully entertaining, but not too detailed that I lose track or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm worried that it'll be a little bit dry, but uh, we'll we'll see we'll what happens. Yeah. yeah. I was also concerned because I have my notes that came with the book. That guy, where <laughs> yeah. someone oh, no. who like read it was clearly trying to remember who was who. Oh no! And Jack Ryan is on this list, so <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> who is that again? Jack Ryan. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Not to be confused with another franchise character of Jack Reacher. No, who's just so. like a ripoff of him. Yeah, yeah. That's my understanding. Uh, do you think there's going to be, like, first half really interesting spy stuff, and then the second half, like, a vacation with, like, depression sex, or no? <laughs> I don't know. That would be really disappointing, I think. Like, yeah. and just totally rip off James Bond, but... Yep. All right. Cautiously optimistic, I guess. Yep. My one fear being too much military detail, but... Right. It's got to be at least kind of good, or there wouldn't be, like, 19 more books by this guy. You this know, is true. All of them being bestsellers. Sold, what, like but... Millions of copies, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's also kind of long. Is it? It is. It's like 380 pages. Oh, okay, that's kind of long. Pretty Are long. We... So I'm thinking we're looking at like a, a three section Okay. Book. I say you want to chunk it into threes. I uh, have not gone through it yet to do the page slit splits. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I'll have to figure out the reading assignment later. Okay. <laughs> but if we're cool with doing it in threes, that will. I'm fine with that. Set me up. Yeah. Cool. Uh, do you guys have anything else that's good? Oh, <laughs> I, I went through the box of pictures and shit. Yeah. A lot of storage. That was fun. That was fun. I'm glad you keep that kind of stuff. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of your mom before. Probably not. I don't have a lot of them. Like, I have some vacation ones and stuff, but... Yeah. I think I told you, like, she didn't like having her picture taken. Yeah. Because she didn't like how she looked, but I'm like, well, that's how you always look to me. Like, I don't... <laughs> and I did get to the point where I was older, I'm like, look, Mom, I mean, I hate to sound morbid, but you're going to be dead one day, and I, <laughs> I want pictures of my mother to go, this was my yeah. mother. You know, I think that's only kind of fair that your kid would want pictures of you. Right. Yeah. But it's fun to see her from then, because I, I didn't know her then, of course, so. Yeah. It's just living this life, because she had me later. Like, she was 33 when I was born. I was only a kid, so. Yeah. Mm. 
she had me later than most of her peers who had kids, like, which was funny in high school because she was like, I wish, I wish some of your friends' parents were my age. Because <laughs> <laughs> the only ones that were like my best friend from Chaminade, Alex, like, his mom, his parents are older than my mom, but only by a few years, and and they had Alex, but he was the fourth of four. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, they started, that's kind of how it worked back then for, but it's fun to think about what she did. I found a, I put the box up her transcript from grad school that she got and actually like and she got this copy in like 2004 or something but hmm. it's fun reading like what she did and her grad school focus was on uh public health and yeah just kind of see what the classes she took for it and trying to think of like what she was thinking about like she took one of her classes her lectures was on epidemiology hmm. which i kind of wish now i'm like man i wish i remember that <laughs> i remember still around I'm like what was that like what was epidemiology in 1979 about, you uh-huh. know. But. Hmm. You know, like that picture from your going away from a St. Louis party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't that. even remember that I'd printed them out, so, like, I have some digital copies here and there. Yeah. But I liked having all of them and being like, oh, look, it's us from a long time ago now. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day. Yep. Damn, that was a long time ago, too. Oh, yeah. my God. That means I've been in Texas for, like, Fourteen years. Yeah. Ugh. Mm. Where did we go wrong? Yeah, longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, other Chris, do you have anything else that's good? Oh, I've I've just been watching stuff on YouTube recently. Hey, that counts. Mm, yeah, that's a go-to. There was uh, there's there's a guy I found recently that makes these uh, really weird sort of documentaries. Like he he did one on. Uh, uh, a McDonald's training uh, DS game. Oh, I've heard about that. I think I've seen that one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in in Japan, there there was uh, they made DSs and DS games for training McDonald's employees. Yeah. And oh. It was like the super rare thing that yeah, like, a bunch of people rare. said like it doesn't even exist, and so he compiled like news reports and oh, it does. He he eventually was able to get his hands on one. And uh, play it and oh, like, nice. share it with everyone. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. I heard about like someone else got one like in the last year, but they can't play it because they don't have the login code. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he talks about that and how yeah. that that guy actually beat him to the punch. Like found the login code like two ah. weeks before he was able to do it. <laughs> okay. So so yeah. Huh. Yeah, this mythical training game. But it was it was uh it was a really cool story. Like what kind I of bet. stuff are they training you for? Like how to make the hamburgers or Yeah, the yeah exactly. McDonald's system, all that shit. Yeah, the yep. whole the way it works. Yep. And it's on this special co branded DS mm. and stuff. Yep. And that's the only place I think that's the only place I did it was in Japan like that. Yeah. So it's super rare because it was a DS Lite or something, I think. I can't remember now. I don't know. DSI. Oh, was it DSI? Uh, okay. it was a DSI? That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, and you, I've seen some of the stills from it before they had some footage, and like, yeah, they'd be, you're just this little character, and you learn how to flip the burgers, and like how to put a Whopper together appropriately, and hmm. all this kind of shit. So you do that instead of like practicing on the grill, fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> don't they have VR games for this now? Like, I don't know, probably. Probably. At least in Japan, they probably do. Here they're like, hey, you fucked up, get out. <laughs> Here they're like, please, we'll pay you anything. We have no workers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. $100 bonus like, for a week. 
I'd be like, pay me $25 an hour and give me a $1,600 sign-on bonus and I'll come work for McDonald's. <laughs> I'll flip burgers at that rate. They'll take you. <laughs> they probably would. <laughs> nothing wrong with flipping burgers. No, there's not. No. And there's nothing wrong with people sticking it to the man right now and going, That's hey, guess what? That's also true. Labor, we need to get paid better. Y'all haven't wanted to do that for 40 fucking years, so we're going to make you now because you need us. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, how can we get more people short of paying them more money? Uh, <laughs> you don't. You pay them more money. This is, because I was watching, like, this is the shit about capitalism that everyone likes to forget, mm-hmm. especially the businesses. Is like, yeah, no, this happens in mar- capitalist markets. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have labor shortages, and mm-hmm. then workers can come in and go, all right, I'll do this job, but I want this, this, and this. And you have to give it to them, otherwise you get no employees. Yeah. You know? Agreed. It's like, if you're going to worship the altar of capitalism, you have to worship this side of it. <laughs> it's like, or we could just go to socialism or something, you know. No. But, but maybe we won't want to after we read this book. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we won't. We'll see. Yeah, this will make us ultra-patriotic. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're all going to have posters of Ronald Reagan in our rooms afterwards, like... Yeah. As long as it's not Donald Trump, that's fine with me. Nope, I'm just... not going to be angry at the person who like keeps planting the American flag by my mailbox for these holidays. <laughs> Every holiday, celebrate with a hey, flag. Hey, so someone yeah. else is doing it for you? I just let him do it at this point. I'm like, oh all right, God. you're doing it, I'm not. You're responsible <laughs> yeah. for this flag, not me. Who let, who let you decide? <laughs> they would say America, and or like <laughs> somebody on the street, who knows. Yeah. They're busy posting about people at the Olympic trials that don't face the flag during the anthem. Ugh, my stepmom posted shit about that. Get them out. (laughs) I was like, okay, we'll make it easier for people to immigrate around the world then, and then they'll just leave. It's hard to do, and I'm like, I've looked into it, it's not easy. (laughs) We have tried, goddammit. It's like, I've tried to leave. Multiple times. Did you hear my business plan about the bookstore? I'm trying to go. Right. (laughs) The sad thing is that's the easy one to do for me. All I have to do yeah. is contact Nefesh Benefesh. And they'll yep. basically just walk me through it and then send me off to Israel. Yep. So. Here you go. I'm just not ready to go yet. I'm like, do I really want to do that? Because that means like not seeing you guys like ever. Well, Except <laughs> this way. On this way. Because it'll be like $2,000 to come back to the States and shit. Just like, put up your and... startup background. It'll feel like you're still there. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I'll have to time shift everything though. They're like seven hours ahead. So wake up in the morning and get on yep. the call. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so did maybe the... that's the Israeli way. Who knows? <laughs> so the YouTube guy didn't he have anything else of note, or specifically you wanted to talk about just that McDonald's training thing? Uh, I mean, he had like other interesting stuff about like uh, Pizza Hut Japan. Yeah. Or oh. no, Domino's Japan. That's what it was. Domino's. Ooh. And uh, he had another thing about, like, uh, Michael Soft bimbos. <laughs> I'm like... I have seen this. I've seen that video. I haven't watched it, but I've seen it on my... In the uh, yeah, you should you should check that out. Like, it's, I uh, will. I was intrigued by that title. I think I saved it to watch later or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah, it sounds like it. What is the channel name? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Just okay. look up... My- just look up Microsoft Bimbos. Okay. <laughs> and you'll find it. And you'll find the channel. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Michael. 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 Michael Soft Bimbos. Bimbos. Yeah. 
Bimbo, sorry. Like, like Windows, but, yeah, you know, yeah, Bimbo. Yeah. No, yeah, Google knew what Bimbo's. I was talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is it Nick? It found it. Nick Robison? That's maybe. I, that could be it. Microsoft Bimbos isn't what you think it is. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah. And pause it. Watch it later. Yeah. <laughs> do that. It's oh really it's really oh, interesting. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Phew. The video was brought to me by Keeps. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> Not hymns. Yeah. Uh yeah, Nick Robertson, the ten year hunt for this training game. The Lost yep. McDonald's yep. DS game. That's gotta be him. Yeah. Okay. Nick yep. Robinson. Cool. Yeah. Uh so kind of uh accidentally I've been reading a lot of Miyazaki movies books. Mm-hmm. Source oh. books. Um mm-hmm. Like on purpose, I read Kiki's Delivery Service because it was on sale in Barnes mm-hmm. and Noble, and that was mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, and we also had picked up The Borrowers, which oh, I read yes. through with Levi, when I thought it was kind of funny, uh, although really dated. So so much so that yeah. Levi's like, I don't know what the hell these people are saying. Like, <laughs> I don't get yeah. any of this. <laughs> All going over my head. Um, <laughs> but it was good. Quite fair. Probably not for little kids. Um, and then I started reading A Wizard of Earthsea. So mm-hmm. Ooh. I'd, I'd had that forever and just decided to start reading it. So uh-huh. just by circumstance, I started reading a lot of source material. But the thing I wanted to talk about is I listened to an audiobook called The Pole Vault Championship of the Entire Universe <laughs> okay. by Connor Lestoka. So okay. you may or may not know of this guy, but he's uh, one of the guys behind Rift Tracks. All right. Oh, okay. Um, and so for his audiobook, since he knows those guys, he got a lot of the Rift Track guys to do voices in it. So nice. Like Mike mm. Nelson is one of the major characters and a voice throughout. And mm-hmm. Kevin Murphy and Bill Corbett are in it. And uh, it, it won't really do any good to tell you what the plot of it is, although it's kind of <laughs> all there in the title. Okay. And just know that it's, you know, very uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy ish. But. Mm-hmm. Because of the guys in the the audiobook cast, it felt like, you know, an interstitial sketch for Mystery Science Theater a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, right around the time that John DiMaggio shows up, it goes from being really good to being excellent. So wow. I can highly nice. recommend it. If you've got an Audible yeah. credit, it's worth a, worth a listen. Very right. funny. Um, really good cast, so... Uh, the other thing I've been doing is playing God of War 4, which okay. I know I'm right on the, the bleeding edge of current oh, yeah. games here. Yeah, you're so caught up. Greatest hits <laughs> from PlayStation 4 on my PlayStation 5. It is one of those, yeah. Yeah, but uh, man, it's really good. I've not played yeah. any of the other ones, mm-hmm. so I don't really have it's a lot okay. of baggage coming into it. But like the first two hours of that game are just really great. Yeah. I'm like... Uh, just a dad and his kid where the mom has just died and they're both trying to figure out how to deal with each other for the first time right? while you're killing, you know, zombies and shit sure. and brutally like murdering them. But you know, <laughs> yeah, like you do when you're Kratos. Yeah. So. Um, and especially having just finished the Magnus chase book series, it was interesting seeing those same Norse mythology characters and then murdering mm-hmm. them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting way to play it. Yeah. 
the downside right being that Levi's like, I want to watch too. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. so. Don't feel comfortable with you watching it, son. Yeah, ripping guys in half is a little much for him still. So even if it's just a video, no, that's game. totally fair. That's that's good. That's good parenting. Also, friend. the dwarf is a salty mouth. So yes, no, I mean that's that's good parenting, man. I I don't want to sound like a cliche, but I support yeah. that. I think that's a good way to handle it. So all right. So it's, it'll be there in the future for him. It's so, not yeah. going anywhere. I don't. Expose it to him immediately. <laughs> no. Make him watch, even if he yes. looks away. I, I grew up <laughs> That's under right. old school Force his eyes open. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't mean, but my mother very much did not let me just do, like, watch and do things like that, yeah. like, whatever I wanted. She was very much like, why is it have this rating? Right. Like, like I still saw plenty of rated R shit, but I had to see it with her. Uh-huh. Like, why is it R? That was her big thing, and she'd be like, she'd make the call. Like, most of the time it was fine, but... yeah. She'd be like, no, I don't feel like you're ready for that yet. So I'm like, well, all right. <laughs> right. Being a good kid, I was like, okay. Yep. Well, <laughs> I didn't I didn't sneak to try to see it, but... Uh, I started She did have it. a weird rule, though. Oh, uh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was not allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead. Oh, well. Nor The Simpsons. That is also so good never... parenting. What, what a terrible show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like one of the only people like our age that doesn't have a big Simpsons connection because I didn't watch it growing up. You have Disney Plus, though. I know, I've seen it. Like, I like it. I like The Simpsons. What, but what the hell? I don't have that childhood connection to it because I wasn't allowed to watch it. Oh. And Beavis so, and Butthead. And Beavis and Butthead. Oh, Beavis man. and Butthead you should watch, though. Yeah, you I, should. I've seen some of it. You should all of like, the... part of the Part of the problem with Beavis and Butthead <laughs> is, is the music videos. Like, yeah. you can never find the versions yeah. with the music videos. Right. Yeah. Well, they lost you can... the rights for it. You can you can find some of them on YouTube though, and those are like really great. The best part, yeah. I like how like thirteen year old me decided to thumb my nose at that rule, but like that was like one of the first movies I saw after turning thirteen when it came out. When they put that movie out, because I could go see it, and mom couldn't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but I'm old enough. You can't do anything about it. Dude, like, Robert right. Stack is amazing in that movie. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Anything Mike Judge does is worth watching. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. But especially that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What got me is, like, my mom became a total King of the Hill fan. I mean, it's not the same, yeah. but... King of the I'm Hill like, is also amazing. This grew out of that a little bit. Like, what was yeah. that? Right. Like, I came home from college one, and I was, like, in my room, like, over the summer, and I could hear my mom's... Because her room wasn't far away. I could hear her TV, and she liked to watch TV at night, like, every dirt shit. And all of a sudden, I hear... Start hearing like Hank and Bobby, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Mom, are you watching King of the Hill? She's like, Yeah, I love this show. I'm like, Great, I love it too. This yeah. is weird. Awesome. I'm glad you watched this too. Yeah. It's a good show on its own, but it's extra good if you have lived in Texas because he nails it. Yeah. Does he? 100%. That's good to know. That's yeah. good. I never knew. You might watch it as an outsider and be like, knew. That's just exaggerated, but it is not. It is not. Okay. <laughs> there are no exaggerations in that show. Good to know. I always think of the one where they have the snow, the snowstorm, and he's got to mm-hmm. like save everybody, and <laughs> it's like scattered like half inch of snow here and there. I'm right. like, yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what shuts us down. Like we can't do it. <laughs> can't handle it. Nope. Anyway, God of War Four. Pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, get all the way back to that. God of War Four. It is a very heart. 
wrenching and warming tale well, sometimes. I was gonna Might say, not be appropriate like, for your kid. I can't. I can't remember the last video game where I was like on the edge of tears in the first couple hours. Yeah. Right. Uh, and That's I also want to call out that the the little kid's arc is really good because he starts mm. out being very timid and not really knowing what to do, and then mm-hmm. goes on to be like really trying to prove himself, and then finds out he's you know, a demigod, and he's like, well, f- fuck everyone, and turns into, like, <laughs> this moody, surly teenage kid. I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> felt it. Yeah. <laughs> the moment right. where he stops listening to what you're telling him to do, I'm like, oh, okay. It's video <laughs> game to life connection. I'm like... <laughs> I haven't quite yeah. finished it yet, but I have to get through the side quests and stuff first. Mm-hmm. So that's just how I am. I yeah. But... Can recommend it. Kill some droggers. Yes. And have a, you know, head the head of a god on your belt to tell you stories about giants. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I think we said what we need to say, so I'm okay. going to hit stop. Shall over we here. hit stop? And stop. And also stop. Okay, that was our session for today. And this is where I would usually remind you about the reading assignment for next time, except I didn't tell it to you yet. Seeing as this is a pretty hefty book, we're going to split it into three sections. So your reading assignment for next time is to read through the first seven chapters, which in my version takes you up to page 131. Fair warning for those who plan to read along, we all had a bit of a time trying to get our hands on print copies of this book. Local shops seem to have a lot of other Tom Clancy books, but not this one. So keep that in mind if you want to buy a physical copy. Also, a reminder that your public library probably has this book on hand, and like they'll let you borrow it for free. Also, we're trying to keep a read Red October in October theme going, so we're looking to drop the next episode early this coming Friday. Just a heads up if you try to get your homework done right on time. Again, usually this is where I would put the on second thoughts section, the part where I come back and apologize for something I misstated or clarify some other error that I picked up on when listening back to our recording for editing. And I do have a quick one, but not from this episode. Back at the end of our Blade Runner season, I mentioned that our second anniversary episode was coming right up, but I still have a couple of things I'm trying to get lined up to go along with that release, so it hasn't dropped yet. My apologies. I'll be working to tie up a couple loose ends while this season is coming out, and we'll drop the anniversary episode as soon as we have a free week on the schedule. Hopefully, it'll be worth the wait. Today's episode was translated from a series of dolphin squeaks by Chris Chris Ham. Chris, other Chris Jacobson, was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and was sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading.
You've been in Texas longer, my friend. Yeah. Because it was like a year or so before you left. Yeah, because you graduated in 05. Because yeah. you finished early. And oh, I graduated God. the next year in 06. And now it's been, as of May, 15 years since I graduated. Oh, God. So. <laughs> so it's longer. It's been longer. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. That just makes me laugh because I remember back then you're like, we'll only be here for for a few years, and then Who we'll knows. go back to St. Louis or go somewhere else. And you've been there the whole time. Yeah, well, <laughs> we have these kids, and then like going to school and shit, and like, well, oh, right. I don't want to leave all my friends. Careers there. <laughs> we missed a trick. Like we could have moved anywhere during the pandemic. Yep. Yeah. I'm just working remote, guys. Like, yep. Come back to the house. <laughs> oh, I can't. We actually live in Hawaii now, so I can't come in. Right, sorry. Sorry.